0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 136, and we're going to do the readings for the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is The Informed Catholic, episode 136. So let's begin with the opening prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, blessed Mary, ever-virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie elecyon kiri elision kiri elision Christe elision Christe elision Christe eleison, kiri eleison, kiri elision kiri elision glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill we praise you we bless you we adore you we glorify you we give you thanks for your great glory lord god heavenly king o god almighty father In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> All right, so we are in um, back in Ordinary Time. And this is going to be the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So um, let's begin with... Um, well, there's a couple of things we we haven't been touching upon of course um, there's been a lot of uh, unfortunate controversies going on in the church um, the um, the german bishops uh, seem they seem to be falling apart at the at the at the uh, seams <laughs> their uh, grip on uh, the church is slowly slipping away. There's a rebellion against the um, the Magisterium's um, decision that there will never be uh, same-sex union blessings and a lot of uh, some of the bishops and priests are going to go ahead and bla- bless same-sex unions. And um, here in America, Of course, there is the battle over uh, the fact that the bishops will not uh, uh, impose uh, Canon 915, which basically says that a politician who happens to be Catholic, someone like Joe Biden, and supports uh, contrary uh, views such as uh, receiving the body and body, body and blood of Christ, airplane fly, uh, flying overhead and got my window open. <laughs> um, you know, uh, same sex marriage, abortion, you know, uh, it's the, 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 they don't, the, our bishops are trained to be politicians. They, um, like I said, they the reality of who Jesus Christ is, the reality of the faith is something they just, I don't think they grasp it. Um. I don't think they really do. I don't think they really comprehend and understand. I think the reality of the faith, the reality of who Jesus Christ is, is something that escapes them. Maybe they thought they knew who Jesus is. I don't know. I mean, it's simple. But at the same time, they're afraid. They don't want to. Either some of them really don't care. I mean, we know that the uh, Bishop McElroy of Los Angeles doesn't think abortion is a moral imperative. He doesn't think it's important. And well, it is how we think and how we live. um, You know, there's a line in the movie Gladiator, Russell Crowe says, playing General Maximus, what we do in life echoes throughout all eternity. That is true. It is absolutely true how we live our life and how we think and what we embrace says the truth about who we are the bishop the church the church cannot go against god the laws of god and and th- that's it it's over it cannot it will never change it but unfortunately, uh, <laughs> you know, in the show, uh, called the chosen is a beautiful episode of the second season episode five, where you had, you know, it's, it's, it's not in the Bible, but it's, it, it, it's a beautiful meditation. It has Jesus and John the Baptist sitting together in front of the Jordan river on a log. And, um, uh, The, the, the the Jesus played by Jonathan Ruby brings up, I heard about that brood of vipers comment that was classy. And the actor playing John the Baptist says, yes, I thought so too. And Jonathan Ruby playing Jesus says, uh, brings up a question to John about this. You know what poets say about brood of vipers, don't you? And John the Baptist responds, yes, they hatch in their mother. Their egg the eggs hatch inside the mother, and then in the process they they eat themselves they, they, eat, they eat their way out, killing their mothers in the process. Well, the church is often referred to as Holy Mother Church. Yes, the church is referred to as Holy Mother Church. The brood of vipers that we have now are these bishops that don't believe. it's it's a sad thing, it's a sad thing and and they by the term because when John the Baptist said that to the Pharisees you brood of vipers he was referring to the fact of their negligence, their they have the appearance of religion but without the spiritual substance, the truth about religion. I mean, it's 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 an obvious thing. All right, so I uh, we've gone through that little uh, catching up on on the events. There's a lot of other things, unfortunately. Uh, Right now, we we have to go to the readings. So let's begin. Okay, the first reading is from the Book of Job, chapter thirty-eight, verse one, and then verse eight to eleven. Here shall your proud waves be stilled. A reading from the book of Job. The Lord addressed Job out of the storm and said, Who shut within doors the sea when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling bands when I set limits for it. And fastened the bar of its door, and said, Thus far shall you come, but no further, and here shall your proud waves be stilled. Okay, one more time, a reading from the book of Job, chapter 38, verse 1, then 8 to 11. Here shall your proud waves be stilled. A reading from the book of Job. The Lord addressed Job out of the storm and said, Who shut within doors the sea when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its waddling bands, when I set limits for it and fastened the bar of its door and said, Thus far shall you come but no further, and here shall your proud waves be stilled. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Uh, Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. They who sailed the sea in ships, trading on the deep waters, these saw the works of the Lord and His wonders in the abyss. Give thanks to the Lord for His His love is everlasting. He command His command raised up a storm wind, which tossed its waves on high. They mounted up to heavens. They sank to the depths. Their hearts melted away in their their flight. Give thanks to the Lord, his love is everlasting. They cry to the Lord in their distress. From their straits he rescued them. He hushed the storm to a gentle breeze, and the billows of the sea were stilled. Give thanks to the Lord, his love is everlasting. They rejoiced that they were calmed, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his kindness and his wondrous deeds to the children of men. Give thanks to the Lord, his love is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord, his love is everlasting. Those who sailed the sea in ships trading on the deep waters, these saw the works of the Lord and his wonders in the abyss. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. His command raised up a storm wind. Which tossed its waves on high. They mounted up to heaven. They sank to the depths. Their hearts melted away in their flight. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. They cried to the Lord in their distress. From their straits he rescued them. He he hushed them. He hushed the storms in a gentle breeze. The billows of the sea were stilled. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. They rejoiced. They were calmed and He brought them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his kindness and his wondrous deeds to the children of men. Give thanks to the Lord. His love is everlasting. Okay, the second reading is um, from, from Paul's letter, uh, second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 14 to 17, okay? All right. <clears throat> for the love of Christ urges us forward, once we conclude that one has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised to life. Therefore, from now on, we will not regard anyone according to human standards. Even though we once judged Christ from a human point of view, we no longer do so. Consequently, anyone united to Christ is a new creation. The old order has passed away. Behold, all has become new. Okay, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, this one I took from uh, another translation because there was a slight little oddness to the wording there. All right. Um, All right, I, I like this one. So this is like from the New Catholic uh, Bible. So, uh, I'll read the one in the missal, just in case you guys might got confused by the translation. All right. The love of Christ impel impels us. Probably should be compels us. Once we have come to the conviction that one died for all, therefore all have died. He indeed died for all, so that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who for their sake died and was raised consequently from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even if we once knew christ according to the flesh yet now we know him so no longer so whoever is in christ is a new creation the old things have passed away behold new things have come the part here i i got um kind of stumbled on was even if he once knew christ according to the fl- to the flesh that i understood yet now we know him so no longer that's the part here uh this is a part where it says here therefore um okay and he died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him for their sake died and was raised to life. Therefore, from now on, we will not regard anyone according to human standards. This is it here. Even though we once judged Christ from a human point of view, we no longer do so. It's much more smoother here. Okay, so uh, let's move on to the gospel. Okay, all right. Alleluia, alleluia. A great prophet has risen in our midst. God has visited his people. Alleluia, alleluia. Okay, the reading. Uh, Readings from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Who is this whom even wind and sea obey? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. On that day, as evening drew on, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross the to the other side leaving the crowd they took jesus with them in the boat as just as he was and other boats were with with him a violent squall came up and waves were breaking over the boats so that it was already filling up jesus was in the stern asleep on a cushion they woke him and said to him teacher Do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark, uh, chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. On that day, as evening drew on, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took Jesus with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. A violent squall came up, and waves were breaking over the boat, so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, "'Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?' "'He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, "'Quiet, be still.' "'The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. "'Then he asked them, "'Why are you terrified? "'Do you not yet have faith?' "'They were filled with great awe, "'and said to one another, "'Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey?' The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, the first reading. The first reading um, begins with the book of Job. A God God addresses Job out of the storm. And um, what does that mean? What does it mean? God talks to Job. From the midst of a storm. It basically we can interpret it as the storms of life. You know, a lot of people. Um, you know. When it uh, you have a bad day and some people really have a bad day. Right. Uh, there's an interesting um, scene in the series The Chosen. Where um, the, it actually deals with Jesus he- healing the the crippled man at the pool of Beth- 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 Bethesda. It's that pool where the man, you know, people, the waters get troubled. And people believed that it was an angel who gets into the water. And that whoever gets into the water, you know, when it troubles the water. And all the sick, all the people, they rush to it. To get inside the water, and whoever touches the gets into the water first gets healed. Well, there was a man there who was crippled for thirty-eight years. You know, he he you know he's been uh, suffered for thirty-eight years of his life. Well, he hardly he doesn't have anyone to help him to get into the water. I mean, the scene is really amazing the way they show it. They show people like trampling over each other. Uh, pushing each other aside and, and, and trying to get into that water. It's um you know it's it's quite a scene, you know, um and the um, the way they did it was very was very well where Jesus walks up to him uh to, you know and, and says shalom you know peace and the man said shalom and then do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? And a man wondering if Jesus is going to help him get into the water. And they, they they've actually you know added more to the conversation where the man realizing that Jesus is not going to help him get in the water. He said, "Listen, I'm I'm having a bad day, and I like what he the response from Jonathan Rumi's role as Jesus. You've been having a bad day for a long time. So imagine." In a sense because Job, Job is a man who's found himself losing everything. He had everything and then suddenly it's all gone. Not just his property, his children died, his property stolen from him, his health taken from him and everything he had a a good life, and then all of, all of a sudden, everything was gone. His whole world has fallen apart. And he's questioning, he's wondering why. He doesn't think he sinned. He doesn't think he said anything against God. His friends are not really much of a help. His wife is not much of a help, I believe. But he, he still maintains that he... He loves God and he didn't, he doesn't done anything to God and his life seems hopeless, meaningless. I mean, some people would commit suicide. Some people would just give up. And there's cases like this, where it happens, where it's just not one bad day. It's a lot of bad days. It's not just loss. It's complete loss. And here God speaks to Job from the midst of the storm. You know, Psalm 139 verse, I think it might be verse 8 or verse 9, says, if I ascend the heavens, you are there. If I make, some translations say, if I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So no matter how good life can be, no matter how high you may have risen, if I ascend, it says, if I ascend the heavens, if I ascend it intellectually, if I ascend it so far up that I have achieved fame and glory, God is still there. Even if I don't have faith in him, he's still there. And if I make my bed in the depths, even to the very depths of despair, and I lost all faith and all hope, God is still there. Even if you go to hell, he's still going to be there because you're still you're still in a state of existence. You still have some consciousness of your existence. People think that, you know, some people think that Death means no existence. It's impossible. How can we don't, we didn't bring ourselves into existence and we can't make ourselves go out of existence. We have a conscious mind. We can feel, we can question, we can, we can seek answers. We exist, but we didn't exist of our own will. And we can't make, we can't make, we can't out, out do undo our existence by our own will so you know there's a lot people have to really maintain to understand and job here um you know he's god is speaking to him from the midst of the storm and god is saying who you know who shut within the doors of the sea When it bursts forth from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling bands, when I set limits for it. Yeah. God, God can permit storms. God creates, God is still the creator of chaos and anarchy, even though he's not the God of chaos and anarchy. He permits chaos and anarchy. He can Permit it. He's not going to force us. Against our will. He gave us free will. And he permitted us to. He permitted us to make choices. Choices that sometimes. Are not good for us. We you know. Like little kids who decide. That they want to do it themselves. You know. And then when they mess up. They run back to mommy and daddy. To fix it. But God. God. Still cares about us, even he still cares about us. He didn't, he didn't permit Job. I mean, he could have decided that Job not exist. He could decide, God can decide a lot of us should, should cease to exist, but he doesn't. He wants us to know he exists and he wants us to come back to him. So, yeah. And then he goes on here, you know, I set the limits on things. So maybe he said, you could say he could set the limits on our own, our own suffering. I fastened the bars of its doors and said, thus far shall you come, but no further. And here shall your proud waves be still, be stilled. Yeah, he could, he could set a limit on our suffering. He can set a limit on our, on our, uh, And the horrors that happen to us, maybe, you know, we can, you know, like the horrors of of pain, the horrors of chaos, the horrors of a lot of things. God, God is good and God cares about us. God loves us. He made us in his image. The only thing left is we have to ask for help. We have to put our hand out for help. We have to say, help me, help me through this. Open our lives to him and he will help us. He did, you know, he did care about Job. Even though Job didn't understand why all this pain and suffering was in his life. But he did. And then it's funny, we go to the psalm. They who sailed the sea in the ships trading. You see the how sailors back then in the ancient world. They took a lot of risk. They put themselves out there in the sea and they were putting themselves at the mercy of God. The waters, the ocean, the sea, like the Mediterranean, you go out on a boat. I mean, they didn't have navigation computer systems. They didn't have satellites to help them. Um it was a mystery to them. The, the sea is a mystery, the, the, the horrors of it, the fear of it that you could be stranded somewhere or you could die at sea. He commands um his command raised up a storm wind, which tossed the waves on high. They mounted up to heaven, they sank to the depths, their hearts melted away in their flight, they cried to the Lord in their distress, and from their straits he rescued them. He hushed the storm to a gentle breeze, and the billows of the sea were all were filled. They rejoiced that they were calmed, and he brought them to their desired ha- haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his kindness and his wondrous deeds to the children of men. See, that could also be a representation as an allegory to the storms in our lives, the troubles we're going through all we have to do is cry out he wants us to cry out for him to him for help amazing i mean it's you know you can you know you you can see that i mean yes yes you can yes he there is the these stories can have a literal possible uh, a literal existence david went through a, a storm right king david remember saul wanted to kill him saul wanted to destroy him what about joseph in the old testament joseph son of jacob His brothers betrayed him and sold him into slavery. And he got sold into Egypt and he got put into prison. How much despair could that possibly put a person through? You know, there's all the prophets went through it. Every single individual individual goes through a storm at some point in their lives. Something, when times look good, they look good. And then when they're bad, boy, are they bad, right? And you people think, well, is there no end to this, to, to this problem in my life? Is there no end to the pain? Is there no end to the suffering I'm going through? It's amazing. It's quite, a, you know, I mean, we all, and we all feel sometimes that God is not there. Our, our, you know, He's, we, He's nowhere to be found in our lives. If I ascend to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So, no, we should not give up. It's, I mean, it's beautiful when you think about it here. he Then he brings them to the desired haven. Let, you know, that's, he will guide us. He will, he will get us through the storms. You know, and the thing is, we have to remember. We sometimes need to remind we we need to be reminded that he exists, even for even for some people who are devout practicing Christians. Remember the story of, of uh, in the Gospel of Luke, Joseph and Mary lost they lost the Christ child, twelve year old Jesus for three days, and then they found him. They found him in the temple. They found him talking to the doctors of the law, a little 12-year-old boy uh, giving a sermon, uh, explaining the meaning of scriptures to a bunch of very serious doctors and uh, teachers of the law, of the scriptures. They were all amazed at his knowledge. And Joseph and Mary uh, walked up to him and said, Son, why have you done this to us? We've been looking for you for three days. And why have you been looking for me, for me? Did you not know I am? I would be found in my father's house? Mary had to, you know, for a while there, everything looked normal. They, they, they looked, everything felt like a normal, everyday family. And then, you know, no, you have to remember, this is the Son of God. This is not, yes, he is your son, Mary, but he is the son of God. This is not an ordinary child, even though he is, by all means, a child, a a little boy. But he, at the same time, he's not an ordinary little boy. So it was a picture of the three days he'll be in the tomb. And it was also a reminder. He is God. And he is a little boy. So they had to be reminded and it looked scary there. It looked horrible. Three days. I mean, seriously, you know, you're talking about first century Judea. They didn't, they didn't have Amber apps. They didn't have Amber alerts. They didn't have police and photos. Did you see this child? If you do call this number. No, they didn't have that. Back then, children can seriously be kidnapped and sold. There are bad, they were bad people back then, obviously, just as there are today. They were, you know, they were serious monsters out there. And, you know, there nobody had ID cards. There's no cell phones. So it was serious. Paul next here reminds us the love of Christ impels us once we have come to the conviction that, that one died for all, that Jesus, the Son of God, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, and he died for all. Therefore, all have died. He indeed died for all, so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him, who for their sake died and was raised. Okay? So, yes, we have to be reminded. And how many people have actually gone through really um, you know wondering if there's meaning? Like I said, everybody wondered if there's meaning. There's some people who who are really in a state of despair and they don't they, they never really They didn't grow up in a religious home. They didn't grow up with the Bible. They didn't grow up with anything. And sometimes, you know, trust is very hard. They've been wounded and hurt. Some people seriously, maybe even molested and raped by a family member, by a dad, by a stepdad, by an elder sibling. It's a lot of horrible, a lot of horrible, sad situations for a lot of people, right? We've all gone through that. And we've all had our trust, and some people were. Some people it takes it'll take forever for them to ever trust anyone, to ever give their trust to someone. And they never grew up in a family, so it's difficult. So it's difficult for them to believe that there actually is good in the world. And then of course, um, Mark. Mark has Jesus in a boat. And like it says, interesting part of what it says here, he got in the boat, he got into a boat with them. They took him in the boat just as he was. In other words, they didn't. there was nothing unusual about him. There was nothing strange. They saw him just as he was. He got into the boat as the Jesus they knew. There was nothing about him. There was no light. There was no glowing. There was no nothing. It was Jesus just as he was. And he fell asleep. And how many people accuse God of falling asleep at the wheel? Right? And then suddenly a storm broke out. You see? The troubles of life. The boat is is the picture of the church. And the storm is the world. It's life. It's everything. It's the the sea in the Bible is often a picture of the nations. Picture of political strife. Trouble. That's how often because... Remember in, in the book of Revelation, there was the sound of many waters. The sound of many waters means the sound of all the nations of the earth. And then Jesus is in the boat. And he's he's asleep. So, you know, in a sense, is even though it looks like he's asleep, he's, he's still in control. He's still in control. Yes, there's a storm outside. Remember, there was another one where he was walking on water and there was a storm. Right? And they got scared. They thought it was a ghost. Even though it looks like this time he's not in the boat. He's not in the boat. In that that other version, he's not in the boat. He's walking on the water. And they see him. So the, the lesson is whether he's in the boat or he's not in the boat, he's still in charge. The, the fact that he he's in the boat, they look at him, they see him, they still don't get it. He's God. And they think he's asleep. And they think don't you care? Lord God, doesn't God care what's happening to me? You see what I'm saying? Guess what? He does care he does care and he's not asleep though. He looks like he's asleep and he is asleep in his, in his human nature, but he's still well aware of what's happening. I mean, we're talking about God here who can see every single human person right from where he is in that time, in time when all this happened. Every, he can, he can see for, from beyond the borders of Palestine, he can look to across the Atlantic, across the Southern Pacific, and, and, and still he, he can see the story of events of people's lives in South America, in Asia, in Africa, in the outermost part of the earth. He sees everyone and he's, he knows every story. God is... God is not asleep. God is not asleep. He, he is well aware of what's happening. And he tells the waters to be still. And what is their answer? Who is this? Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey him? Don't despair. God is well aware of every event in our lives. Okay, so... Um, And is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever and ever. Amen. All right, folks. Um, I, Once more, I want to uh, say to you guys, you should really... Uh, get a chance, watch that chosen series. It's actually very good. It's a very good series. It's not a literal interpre- interpretation of the of the New Testament, but it is uh, a beautiful poetic expression of the New Testament. Um, it really gets you to kind of like get to know the characters. It's kind of like a beautiful poetry between verses. Between the verses of the New Testament, um, kind of filling in the story using like a, a very good, cautious imagination. But it's, it's, it, I think it's, it's meant to be for today's, uh, for today's needs. I think the Holy Spirit answered prayers for today's needs. I think it's the, you know, just like, uh, the, uh, the the series Jesus of Nazareth answered uh, the needs of the time, and just like um the Passion of Christ answered what people needed at the time, right? And then of course you had the the Bible series, and you know you before that maybe you had King of Kings with Jeffrey Hunter back in nineteen sixty three, and then you had also. Uh, the greatest story ever told, and just like before that, you had also the Ten Commandments at the time in the nineteen fifties with with Charlton Heston. Every generation has a new t- uh, a, a, an expression of the of the Bible, and I think what's beautiful about the Chosen is it 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 brings Protestant. Catholic, Greek Orthodox, and if you of course you got the Messianic Jewish community, you know, you know, they call themselves Messianic Jews. I you know, it's um, you know, they're they're believers of Jesus, and it answers it answers the needs of today. It brought us all together in our faith in Jesus. You know, when you remember there's an epic scene in the Bible in the New Testament where James and John, the sons of Zebedee, because one of the Samaritan towns rejected Jesus and they wanted to bring down, uh, call down thunder from heaven, fire from heaven to burn them. And Jesus rebuked them. And then there was a scene in, uh, where the apostles complained to someone who is not with us, but he's baptizing and casting out demons in your name. Should we stop him? And the Lord said, no, if he's not against us, don't stop him. If he's with us, why would you stop him? In a sense, yeah, it, it kind of like explains, like you know, how we Catholics and Protestants are divided, and you got Greek Orthodox who are divided, and you got the Messianic Christian, uh, uh, Jew, uh, Christian Jewish community. That that, in a sense, shows that we're all united under the Holy Spirit, and we're all called to faith. I think it's you know, it's it's something. You know, where the church fails with the church leaders, like I said earlier, they fail to act and behave as they should. You know, they chose the world over our Lord. I'm sorry, but the the, the abuses in the Mass are ridiculous, right? The, the 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 abuses of the Holy Communion is ridiculous. The the fact that we got we got so much scandal going on. And the fact that they they bend the knee to, to Caesar and shut the doors of the church to their faithful and neglected to give last rites to 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 many of our, our 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 people of the of the church during the shutdown, and and demanding that we all be vaccinated and demanding that we all prove that we've been vaccinated, you know, like almost like proving you know go up and give a little incense to Caesar. They failed. I'm sorry. They failed. These are a bunch of brood of vipers. All right. As it says, you know, they, they hatch in their mother and they eat their way out, killing their mother in the process. They're killing Holy Mother Church. And I'm talking about the physical institution, not the spiritual supernatural institution, because they, the church itself is eternal. But here on earth, they're, just, they're, they're scandalizing the faith. And they need to be put to a stop. I really pray that our Lord would come and make some cords and whip these guys out. Because they really, they're stifling and strangling the good bishops and the good priests and the good and the good Catholics, the good, without being, believing Catholic. And, they're, and, they're, and it really, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, especially in front of our separated brethren. It's embarrassing what they've done. I, I mean when, when these guys open their mouth and when they talk, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed to, to be associated with them. James Martin embarrasses me he you know his, his preaching and and going around spread uh, spreading and promoting sodomy, I'm ashamed of him. I'm ashamed and embarrassed of someone like that. Really the fact that Joe Biden receives Holy Communion and supports, all this negativity and whenever a protestant comes along i thought you catholics didn't believe in that it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and shameful to see to see this embarrassment the fact it was supposed to be the catholic church and this is this 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 clown circus is going around it's embarrassing it's sad but it's true, there, there's a lot of scandal in the church. There's a lot of scandal. And the fact that these guys going around blessing same-sex unions of uh, Francis permitting the pachy mama in the in, in the Vatican in the church, allowing this pagan reception to be to be to be to be practiced. It's an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed and ashamed. That you know that this is this has been done, and this is supposed to be my church leader. It's a it's it's an embarrassment that this is being done by 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 the by the successor of Saint Peter. You know it's sad and it's true, and I and I have to say I'm I'm heartbroken that this is happening this is why we need to pray we need to pray the rosary we need to pray we need to pray for better shepherds and better leaders i i am i want to have i want to have love and charity for these people but they're an embarrassment they're an embarrassment they are spiritually misguided they are spiritually dead they are spiritually lost and I know we have to. We, I pray that they wake up. Francis has done at least he stopped this whole idea of women priests. But when it comes to, he's he's joined the the world with globalism on on environment. That's his new pet pet thing now. <clears throat> and uh, he's um, he won't he won't do anything to stop the the, the uh, blasphemy against the holy Eucharist. He won't do anything to stop that and there's a lot of other stuff he won't do but it's really sad i'm going to end it here and uh i'll be back soon maybe with another podcast so god bless in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen